0: You're not a dish, you're a man. (laughs) There you go. That's right. You guys heard it
1: loud and clear today. We've got James Schrader on the podcast, actor, comedian. You've most definitely seen his advertisements for the company Dr. Squatch. James, here we wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, James is a little older than we are. Well, you're like, what, 28 probably? Twenty-seven.
0: I just turned forty. Nah, so, so twenty-seven. Not a day over you. twenty-eight. Yeah. So twenty-five. I'll take 25. it. Twenty-five. Yeah. 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 You look yeah. twenty-five.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> you've built up a lot of knowledge over these forty years. You you have a lot of insight on things. You've got your own opinions. So we just wanted to pick your brain. Um, okay. I guess where we, I would want to start is if you were sitting. Uh, you're on Zoom right now, but if you were sitting across from us, you know, what's your biggest like? you got one piece of advice or if you could go back to your 19, 20 year old self, what would you tell young James be nicer to yourself?
0: Um, I think that's, I think that, and that's something that I've, that I've just dealt with a lot is I I think I've, I've never valued, I've never valued myself as much as I should have or what I do have to, to offer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, I think believing yourself is, is a big deal. Um, but yeah, if I could sit myself down for like five minutes, I'd be like, hey, buddy, here's the deal. Uh, you care what other people think way too much. And mm-hmm. I get it because we all do. Um, uh, but you don't have to care as much as you do because the truth is when you start caring less about what they think and more about what you think and what you want mm-hmm. and the kindness and the goodness that you're putting out there, that's when you will thrive. Right. So yeah. right. take some time. What do you want? Yeah. You got to live for yourself. Figure that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at yourself and like, like it, 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 there's an interesting thing that that I've realized where every single one of us is the exact product of every previous life experience up until now. I, yeah. I. I so I everyone else the from the time you were born told you who you were and what box you fit into. Yeah. Uh
1: huh.
0: And it took me a very long time to realize I did not build all these walls around me. Hmm. Somebody else put these bricks here. And yeah. I've just been living in this space. Yeah. And I think that's something about like, where, you know, if you're like, I, I grew up in what I would consider a small town. And when you're in it, that's just who you are. And I find it interesting now to go back and whether it's like a family dynamic or the small town you're from or some group of people that like you were around when you were younger. When you go back, you tend to kind of like return to that state. And I think that's, I don't, I think that's normal. I think that's hard to push back on because it's kind of just easier to do so. But I think it's something to be aware of and realize that like, oh, I am not who they thought I was. I'm not who I thought I was because I thought I was the person they told me I was. Yeah. Yeah. So who the hell am I? (laughs) So that's the question: is to figure out, like, wait, what? What do I believe? What do I want? Yeah. What do I value? Right. Do I value this same path that like? Everyone around me or the people in my town, whether it's the political views, the religious views, the work ethic, the, you know, like what is the what is success in this space that you came from Mm -hmm. where I grew up in a generation where my dad, you know, he my dad grew up in the generation where his parents came out of World War Two. His dad was a a, a, like a co-pilot. I think he was like a flight engineer and a bomber in World War Two. And he came back. He got married. He had kids and he looked at my dad and he was like, you you know, you go to college, you get a job because you're lucky to have one. My parents grew up in the, you know, or, or my grandparents, you know, when they were kids, they were in the depression. Mm-hmm. So you are lucky if you had a job. And if you have a job, you don't complain. You just go and you work your hardest and that's what you do. You'd be lucky you have a job. So my dad comes from that and he's a little more attached or I should say he's a little more aware of his emotions. He's a little more aware of his mental health, but not totally because he's still got all that baggage. But then I grow up and he looks at me and he passes that same baggage on, which is, you know, it's the same thing. Like you get out, you know, you get good grades, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a job, you be thankful you have a job. And then it's like, okay, okay, I guess that's the path. But yeah, but now, like, you know, and I, being twenty years older than you guys, you guys are coming up, and we kind of touched on it before, of just like, I don't. You guys are looking around as a as a generation, and you're like, I don't think they're doing it right because they all seem really <laughs> unhappy. They're like all all these people, that, like, there's a lot of anger and a mm-hmm. lot of resentment. Yeah. They're not talking about any of it, and I don't want to go down that path. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's the thing. If I had the 5 minutes with myself, I'd be like, "Hey, everything everyone is telling you it's like 85% BS." Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's I like, think
1: a lot of kids our age even still you mentioned um our generation a little earlier. Um I think a lot of kids our age fail to live for themselves and you know, we're young, so it makes sense. Of course you know. Sense. You want to you want to
0: make your parents proud. Yeah. And you should want to make your college parents big proud. One.
1: Right. Right. But
0: While at the same time, you should not give up being who you
1: are to make your parents proud. You have to make yourself proud first. There you go. Make and then you'd your be parents are going to follow. I mean, if you're proud, you're happy, you're successful. Why wouldn't your parents be proud of you? You're right. doing what you love. Correct. And you're
0: successful. While at the right. same time, I think there's something that you don't realize till you're older. And I, I'm starting to realize this at my age. And and, and I definitely had no clue about it when I was your age is it, listen, I love my parents. My parents are good people. They were. My dad passed away a number of years ago. I, I I hate the fact that I'll never really get to know him, like, man to man. Like, he died when I was 25, and we never really were on the same – we never had that conversation, like, we're just two dudes sitting in a room. Um, oh, yeah. But I do realize that, like, your parents – or your aunts or your uncles or the people that you looked up to or your teachers that you look up to and like, oh, you have all the answers and you're the person I'm supposed to listen to. And, you know, they might be a piece of shit. I don't know. They might. They yeah. might. No, they no. might. Yeah. And that's not your job to, to like. It's the kind of thing of like it just comes back to that. Like your responsibility is to be a good person, a kind person. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. lead with love. And somebody doesn't come in and, and that love is for yourself. But like, you know what? The whole world's telling me I need to go to college because if I'm not a doctor, I'm nothing. But you know what? I love drawing. I love, I love welding, man. I take metal and I cut it and I do this and then I do this thing and I learned how to use this tool and these gases and I mix them and when I'm done, here's a fence. Here's the most beautiful gate or door knocker anyone has ever seen. Yeah. Right. Like if you have something that you uh, that you enjoy and you're good at, it's not for someone else to tell you not to do. Yeah. And if they're not proud of it, that's kind of on them. And that's not easy. It's not not easy to swallow that pill. But that's on them for not like if you're smiling ear to ear, but you're kind of broke, but you're surviving, doing this thing you love, and somebody else is crapping on your idea of, of happiness. They're that probably, person's not happy. Yeah, they're probably miserable. Yeah, they're seeking out to yeah. bring you down. But they're buying yeah. into the BS that's, no, no, I went to college. Yeah. I got the degree, and then I went and got this job, and I am I did it right. Yeah. I have a mortgage, and I have cars I can't afford, and I have $50,000 yeah. in credit card debt, and I paid $100,000 for a wedding. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I, I did everything right. I'm happy. Kind of. I'm happy. And they're sitting there just angry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so goddamn happy. yeah.
0: And and then they see you and you're like, you're living out of a van making Dreamcatcher. I don't know, whatever you're doing. (laughs) And they're like, no, you piece of shit. Like, I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) You're over here like, I don't know. I was in like Tucson last weekend and I went to this great festival and I sold enough money to like put a new uh, transmission in the van and <laughs> I saved a little <laughs> and uh, I actually like, I found this piece of property in the middle of nowhere and like, I think I'm going to try to buy it if I can sell 250 more whatever's that I do. Yeah, I can buy this piece of property and park yeah. my van on it and then I can go to like, you don't have to follow the path from the past because uh, what we've yeah. learned is that uh, history is full of mistakes. Right? Yep. Yep. So whatever they thought, when, w- w- whenever somebody was like, we know exactly how this should go, that person was most likely found to be wrong later.
1: Yeah, right. Most likely. Including that. your parents,
0: including your teachers.
1: Yeah. And I think to kind of trace back for a second, I think what's important to realize is that you've got, you know, roughly 80, 90 years on this earth. You can't spend... Um, you can't spend more than like a couple of years living for other people. I mean, you shouldn't spend any, but it, obviously when you're a child, you're impressionable. right? So you, you have no choice, but no, that's no a choice. really good
0: way to look at it. Like how many of how, what percentage of your 80 years are you going to spend making other people happy?
1: Exactly. When you're yeah. on your deathbed, I'm not going to be sitting there laying on my deathbed. Um, you know, not regretting the fact that that I was trying to make Tony happy my entire life by bending over backwards for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. be happy that I finally lived for me. I'm right. um, like in your shoes, you do comedy. You, you, that's what you love doing, you know? Yeah. So are you going to be laying on your deathbed? Um, happy you did comedy. Absolutely. That's important. Yeah.
0: Right. yeah I, mean, I used to, I remember when I was in construction, um, I had a friend that, uh, he was a sailing buddy of mine and we both had similar little sailboats, uh little Hobie cat catamarans, like 18 footers. Mm-hmm. And he worked for himself. He had a small business. That he worked for himself. But he would call me and he'd be like, hey, man, it's blowing 10 out of the east. You want to go sailing? And I'd be sitting at my desk just surrounded by all this paperwork and things that need to be done. And I'd be like, I can't go today, but never stop calling. And he'd be like, all right, man. He's like, I just, you know, but never nobody stop sits calling. on their deathbed and wishes they would have spent more time in the office. And I'm like, I know. Slowly shuts your door. But today I can't go. And then, like, a couple weeks later, he'd call and be like, hey, man, it's blowing 10 out of the East. You want to go? And I went more often because he would call. And I remember always yeah. saying, like, never not call me, dude. Always call me. Yeah. Most of the time it's going to be no. And now I look back and go, I probably could have said yes mm-hmm. a lot more. Yeah. I should have said yes a lot
1: more. Yes. It's hindsight, though. You learn from that. Right, you learn of from course, it. Of course, of yeah. course.
0: In the moment – you got piles of all this responsibility around you. And it's real. It's real. You got, like I said, you know, if you're, it's hard for anyone to make the jump to change uh, uh, any big change when you're staring around and there's all this pressure from people over here that tell you this is what you're supposed to be doing. And there's responsibility here because you've already run up some credit cards or you bought something you shouldn't have bought or you got a car payment or yeah. you got a kid that, that you know, you love this kid and you'll do anything for that kid. Yeah. yeah. But maybe that kid doesn't need you to live in a McMansion when you could live in a smaller place and work a little less, or or be a, a happier person, yeah, and raise them with a more well balanced life, and maybe the kid doesn't go to school in a brand new car. He goes to school in a used car, but that summer you also went for four weeks and took your kid camping, right? Yeah, all summer, right? Yeah, you know? I
1: mean, especially with children, I feel like if you raise them right and you're a happy person yourself, because you're not carrying that baggage. You've let it go or whatever it is. You're what you're raising that child happy. It's going to be happy if you live in a tent, you know. Yeah.
0: That that's something I like. I I love sailing. Uh and I I did a ton of research on on like taking on like like getting into like a I don't know, 32 foot or bigger sailboat and like there's people all over the world on sailboats that are like 30 feet or, you know, there's I mean there's people on smaller ones, but 30 feets about the size I'd like or bigger, but like they're all over the planet crossing oceans and they have kids with them. And those kids are learning things. They're learning responsibility. They're learning self care. They're Mm. learning self respect. They're getting confidence because at 10 years old, a kid is old enough to take a watch and sit in the cockpit for two hours. And dad's probably sleeping right next to him. But the autopilot's on, the sails are trimmed. They have, they know what the weather's going to be because we have the technology. And that family is crossing an ocean somewhere. And there's a 10 year old that knows how to tie all the knots and steer the boat and dock the boat and drop the anchor and raise the sails and trim the sails. And they learn these things and they grow confident in these things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the kind of kid I want to
1: raise. Yeah. Exactly. And they're
0: t- it's happening. It's possible. You can you can raise your kids in an RV driving around the country. Yeah. If you can make it work financially, your kid... The, the one downside I read, I've read... I think f- at this point, I've read four books all about families on sailboats around the world. And the one thing that's like the negative part that the kids, that the, the, the biggest complaint... I don't even know if it's a complaint, but the... Whatever, the biggest pros and cons. The biggest con of taking your kids around the world is that when your kids come back and they're surrounded by other kids their age, it's originally they'd be like, well, your kids are going to be a little socially awkward. And the truth is your kids are not socially awkward. Your kids are bored by other kids their age because those kids have never had real responsibility They've never had, you know, they've never been, in tr- they've never really been tried. They've never been pushed. They've never been in a moment that was a little scary, but they came through it like a thunderstorm hit and a squall hit and the family had to rush and he had to watch his dad strap in, harness in, go up to the boom or to the mast Cause maybe the main, the, the sail wasn't coming down as easy as supposed to. And he had to steer the boat. So his dad would stay into the wind. So his dad could drop the mainsail before the real squall hit. Like he tried, he did things. He experienced yeah. Yeah. some hardships, some scariness where now he's around another kid, a 10-year-old kid that's like I ride my bike and I play video games and <laughs> I play a lot of Minecraft and the kid that's seen shit's like that's I don't I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. That what, sounds What boring is Minecraft? Mhm. <laughs>
1: the kid's like what is Minecraft?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what it, and so that was the interesting part. I was like most kids come back from those experiences and at first, what they considered socially awkward is just like the kid's bored by other kids their age right. because that kid has leveled up right. so much more because yeah. they've had to because yeah. they've actually had some real life experience, some real responsibility. Yeah, I remember and that. I
1: love. I remember I'm hearing a story. About that. I'll take a from a podcast mm-hmm. I listened to a while ago. Um, the CEO of Spanx, her name's Sarah. I don't remember her last mm-hmm. name. Um, every night she would come home from school, and her dad would sit sit her down at the table and say. Where did you fail at today? Did you fail at anything today? And she would That's go, "Great sentence." No, and she's like, "Well, you didn't push yourself then." Yep, you didn't. You're try not yourself. failing. You're not trying. Right? You didn't try anything new. You didn't push yourself. Yeah. You need to fail yeah. at something every single day, and I think about that a lot. I'm like, well, did I fail at anything today? <laughs> and sometimes when I'm done, I'm like, I, I I need to do I need to do something then. I need yeah, to fail yeah, at something because it's very comfortable not failing. Right, right. it's so it comfortable is. not failing. It is, and, and we are surrounded by comfort. Exactly. So it's easy. What's awesome about real estate, Dean and I are both in it, is it's very uncomfortable, and you do fail a lot. Like, oh, it's I very mean, uncomfortable. First buyers consult, <laughs> showing a house, open houses, like you. Are now the neighborhood professional. People look at you, and it doesn't matter your age or how long you've been in the business. People don't know that. People just see you and go, "That guy knows everything right. about housing, and I'm going to ask him everything."
0: So, and if you carry yourself properly, right. it doesn't matter how old you are because they're like you. You know, yeah. I like when I asked how old you guys were. I don't know. You guys could be twenty. You guys could be twenty eight. Yeah. You could, I don't, you know, I don't know, but you put the tie on or you put the sport coat on with the, the, the shirt and you show somebody a house and you know what you're doing and you're confident in what you're doing. Cause you've failed a bunch. You've had some bad showings. Yeah. You miss told somebody about the roof and you screwed up the paperwork once. Yeah. Uh, and you learn like, like there's lessons you have to make. And those lessons, they hurt because yeah. you messed up yeah. the paperwork and you ruined the deal. Yeah. You missed a comma. I had a buddy in contracting. He's uh, uh, in construction and he was doing, he was doing pretty big projects and he got busy and his secretary was finalizing a contract for, it was like an estimate for this house Mm -hmm. and she put it in front of him. He looked it over and he was like, yeah, okay, cool, cool. Signed it, sent it to the person. The person was like, yeah, great. Let's build that house. And then they started building the house. And then he's looking at his numbers and he's like, what, what is wrong here? Like, we should have more cash in this. Like, he we got his deposit, but this is what's happening? Da, da, da. And he went back and looked. And they literally missed a comma. And it was a hundred and eighty thousand dollar mistake. Wow. That wow. he had to eat. Ooh. He made a hundred and eighty thousand dollar mistake.
1: Oof, wow. That's
0: intense. That because hurts. he just was quick and he trusted, you know, and, and that's it. And guess who else made that mistake? The secretary. Did she get fired? No. Why? Because m- most people, good people, honest people, people that want to learn and do better that are that look at failure and go like I'm never doing that again. Yeah, the person that makes that mistake will not make that mistake again. No, yeah. right. And he will not make that mistake again. Yeah. Right. And there are things like that that like like you you know, you, you know, your first showing is going to be awkward. Your 150th showing You got this. Yeah. I mean, you got this. And when a problem pops up or there's an issue with the thing or somebody tries to get weird with the bidding or the, what, you know, you're like, yeah, I've seen this. I know. Yeah, we can handle this. Not a
1: problem. And the greatest thing is you're never going to learn those lessons if you never put yourself out there, which I know it, it may sound cliche, but it's true. If you never put yourself out there or put yourself through that uncomfortable situation, you've never given yourself the opportunity to learn. Yeah. And if you don't learn from your mistakes, then why'd you make that mistake in the first place?
0: Yeah. And it, does, it doesn't even have to be a mistake. Like, I think there's some, like discomfort in general. Yeah. Just being
1: uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I remember it's so many. It's so funny. The amount of people have asked me, like, you know, you know, I've always thought about doing stand up. And I'm like, you should go do it right now. Right. Sign up. Find a club in your town. Sign up. There's probably one Wednesday night somewhere. Just go do, do five minutes. Yeah. Just like, it. well, I don't you know. I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, no, no, no. go do it. Right. What's Do the it. worst that can happen? You're really uncomfortable for five minutes and then you step off that stage and go on with your life. Yeah. Like, it's the. It's the. It's a. Like, public speaking is a huge fear of people of all culture. Mm-hmm. Right. And. It's one of like, it's like one of the biggest fears. It's like the dark and then public speaking or something. (laughs) But it's the kind of thing where I'm like, go, go sign up for that. Cause it's the, it's the lowest stakes, highest fear thing you can choose to do. And if you go choose to be uncomfortable for those five minutes, right, you know, take a piece of paper, write down those five ideas that you have for jokes, write those jokes Mm -hmm. and then go on stage and look at your piece of paper and go, okay, Blah, 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 Maybe it gets a laugh, maybe it doesn't. Number two, blah, 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 blah. Number three, blah, 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 blah. When you get to number five, walk off the stage. Say, thank you very much, and leave. And when you step off that stage, you're either going to just go on with the rest of your life as if that never happened, yet you will still be a little more confident because you were really uncomfortable when you chose to do this thing. Or one of your jokes... Might have gotten a laugh. That's powerful. And God help you if it did. It's that. <laughs> that's tough to get away from. It's a drug. Yeah. That is addictive. It's addicting. It's a drug and that's adult. where all of a sudden you come off and you're like, you know what? Four of those, nothing. But that one, they laughed. <laughs> that was good. So you're either going to go on with the rest of your life as if this never happened, or you're going to go, I'm going to be back next week yeah. with more jokes. <laughs> and I, it's just a good, I, it's a good thing. I think, I think everybody would benefit from just go do an open mic. Go see how uncomfortable silence is in a room full of people.
1: Yeah. I think the the crowd might be more, they might be looking at you like, oh, this guy, this guy sucks. Or maybe they're thinking, oh, I'm glad I'm not this guy. But either way, you're building confidence, you know?
0: Actually, what they're thinking is, I'm funnier than this guy. I should be up there because that's what most audiences think. And most of the time, they are not funnier than that guy, even the guy that's bombing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Like, and, and truthfully, the audience's crowds want you to succeed. They are almost always on your side. Right. They want nothing more than to be entertained yep. and for your jokes to be funny. But when they're not, that's when they start going like, well, I'm funnier than this guy. Yeah. But you'd be surprised how many people say that and heckle and
1: mess with people on stage but never have the guts to actually get up there. Yep. Right. You know, it's funny talking about stepping out of your comfort zone and everything. Looking back at all the times that I did have to step out of my comfort zone, I did something I was uncomfortable with. Looking back, I think now it was no big deal. I just did it. I got it over with, and I'm glad yeah. that I did it at right. the same time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is weird to think like how scary it was at the time. Right. Like, right. I'm gonna go do this thing. I don't know. <sighs> and then you do it. You're like, I wasn't it
1: wasn't that bad. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, maybe I'll do it again next week. Maybe yeah. I'll, yeah. maybe I'll actually That's sit that. down for a week, commit to this, come up with some better jokes and try it again next week. I mean, kind of like, like I've, I've started
0: really trying to consistently exercise. Like I'm, I'm hitting the gym every Tuesday and Thursday and I've been doing it consistently for a month, mm-hmm. which is not a very long Congratulations. track record. Congratulations. Yet I feel accomplished because it's been a month, right? right? Every Tuesday, Thursday, but it is the thing where like when you're, you know, holding that dumbbell and you're doing squats, and your body is screaming at you that this hurts and this is uncomfortable. I've definitely learned that there are times when if you just sit there and go, this sucks, this hurts, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to d- like, I I'm done. I'm done. I'm do- like, then yeah, guess what? You're done. Mm-hmm. But I have really started trying in those moments to, um, and there's uh there's a friend of mine. I, I actually used to do theater with her in high school, uh, I think her Instagram handle's get get fit brit I think and she posts all her workouts and she work out I look at her stuff and I'm like that's I don't know where you have the time but she just posts the stuff but on the back wall she has a a big flag that says um, you can do more than you think and I literally saw that. I was like, hey, where'd you get that flag? And she, I think she had it made or something, or maybe somebody sold, it, I forget. But I literally went and had uh, custom, you can go on like Amazon and get like custom mirror stickers or just stickers yep. made, vinyl stickers. And I had a few of them made. I put one on, like I have two here at the office. One's in the bathroom of my office on the top of the mirror. One's in uh, one of the front rooms of my office in my dance studio. And, and I have one at home. And I started repeating that mantra when I was working out and i was shocked at how that little sentence of positivity and support for myself yeah got me through so many more reps yeah you can do more than you think yes. you start doing it for you it sucks but you can do more right yeah and that's it's so important to yeah you know give yourself the boost give yourself like you are so capable
1: and fear will hold you back i heard somewhere that um, people always overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in five. So, like, in one year, they—that's see- a great. I love that. That's great. Yeah, that makes total right. Sense. They see them like in one year, like me for example, like oh, I'm gonna make a hundred grand in real estate. I'm gonna move out. I'm gonna buy three cars. Like, and then in five years, they're like, well, I might be, you know, I might move out. You know, like you you slow down a lot more. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that like it's it's the opposite. You'll get a lot more done in five years than you will in one. But right. people like. They look at that one, you're like, oh, 2022 is going to be my year, you know, get ready for this, all the money being made and all that. But people can't yeah. pay And that's, that's dangerous. Like yeah. that's.
0: Also, don't buy three cars, you idiot. Don't do it. <laughs> you don't need three cars. You might not need a car. Like, I mean, th- buy a nice th- I wasn't saying that.
1: That wasn't real. I, no,
0: I know. I, okay. I know. And I was just messing around saying <laughs> okay. it. But like, I but it's funny, though. So I think a lot of people think like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to get rich and I'm going to buy a house and all these cars. Like, seven that's days poor a week. wealth management right there. That's not what you do. Go buy wow. two extra houses. Yeah, And right. don't buy a big house. Buy a small house and buy three more just like it and rent those right. out. Passing and then rent your fourth one and then get a hold of the fifth one. Like, there's smarter ways to do this. Um, oh, dang it. What was I about to say? Ah, the one year, five. Oh, the one, like the, the, what you said about people overestimate what they can do in one year, but underestimate five years. I have learned that, like, success is BS. I don't know what success is. Everybody has their own definition. There's no definition. Yeah. It's better than this. Is that success is better than last year's success? And then it's like, well, better than what? Do I have more free time to do the things I love or do I have more money because I'm working more than I was last year? Like, what are your success metrics? Success, I think, is is measured by yourself. Measured by happiness.
1: Yeah, I think success could be a synonym for happiness.
0: Happiness is one of them. I think that's one of the metrics. But I also, I kind of look at everything and I've realized like, I kind of look at myself now as like, if I was a company, Am I more efficient or less efficient than I was last year to operating my company? Am I getting more done in less time? You got an analogy. Great. Am I more organized? It's a great way. Am to look I, way am to look I do I have more self like personal time? Do I have more, am I putting in more self care? Am I getting stronger? Am I getting smarter? Am I branching out? And, you know, I'm branching out this way because these things are things I've learned that I'm good at and I like to do. But I cut these things off the list of things I was going to do because, you know what? I tried them. I'm not into them. The return on that investment of time is not worth it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do these things. Like, I look at myself now and be like, in all the different metrics that I can look at for me, am I trending in the right direction? Yes. And that's not like, am I spiking Am I just like I'm gonna kill it? Like you said, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna buy a house. I'm gonna did I don't I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to like it's not set a goal like I'm gonna make a million dollars this year doing comedy and ads. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how to do that. What I can do is go. Have I had more meetings with companies that I like their product? I like their philosophy. Have I been exercising more? Have I been writing more jokes and getting more stage time? Have I been doing the things I can do that trend? in the right direction for the output i'm looking for right right and if you look at that and go i'm just just slowly trending and then you're going to have like oh covid Yeah. (laughs) you know and then it's like okay but that's a it's a shift right we got to pivot like okay what are we going to do next now everyone's working from home now this whole thing now direct to consumers even bigger than it ever was because people at home and they're shopping more from home and they're like amazon sales went up Yeah. People stop making as much money, yet Amazon sales went like people, you know, so it's just like it's never gonna be this. And if it is, it usually does this unless you're really, really smart about it or got lucky. So it's just like I'm just trending and I'm just hoping it slowly rises. And you know, maybe okay, reset. What do we learn? Where do we go? Adjust, fail, adjust, fail, adjust, and just keep trending in the right direction. And if you do that, it will always be slowly getting better. I always whatever yeah. that is. I kind of like to look whatever at whatever you that. value. We'll do that. If you want to work more, if you value like I'm going to work more so I make more money. Right. Guess what? You're going to work a lot more, and maybe you'll have money, but you won't have time to spend it. Yeah, I'm sure you won't have a good quality of life if like you don't have time to give you know your your soul and your heart
1: and and your time and your attention to the people you love. What's the point of all that work? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what you, kind of piggybacking off what you said. I always like to look at my life as kind of like a stock market. So like yeah. you're gonna have those. It's gonna go up and it's gonna go down. So like usually when my life is like really good at one point, I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna anticipate the drop <laughs> yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, the drop's coming. But the cool thing about the drop is it sucks every single time it happens. You're never happy when you know your life right. life market drops a little bit but you always tend life to you, you grow stronger and you learn things when you're on the bottom like that. And then the only thing that that means is that the next time you're at that next high, life mm-hmm. is even better than it was the last time. Right. And then it's going to drop. Well, yeah. you're more, you
0: should be more grateful that you're there. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. You saw what it take to, to you, you know, you yeah, you that, you had to fail a little bit and now I'm here. Yeah. Hey, this is pretty good. I'm grateful that I'm here. I'm not getting too big for my britches, but man, it feels good being here. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna take this moment because I think that's the other thing. I think people have small victories, yep, and, and they never stop to go. Look at you! They never yeah. congratulate we themselves. Did, like yeah. we did this, and that's the thing. Like I think there's a meme that always goes around too. That's like the, you know, uh, you from five years ago, you from your past would be so proud of where you are now.
1: Yeah. yeah, true.
0: And then, but we're here now, and we're just like all we see is the hill ahead. There's all this to go. Yep. But when you look back and you're like, wow, we came a long way. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was this meme going somethings. around. We learned something. We we made some big old mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> we learned. <laughs> yeah. But look where we came from, and now yeah. we're here. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's up there. But you know what? Now, now that now I'm here, when I was way down here and I was looking up, I was like, I want to go all the way up there. But then then you get up a little bit and you go, huh? The clouds have cleared a little bit, and I'm looking at what I thought I wanted, and actually, I never even knew that that. Over here was a thing. Yeah. yeah. And now that I'm here, I go, you know, I, I don't actually want to do that. This looks like, I've. you know, this looks more for me. And that's the thing is like getting to those moments and assessing. And that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, you're so successful now, James. And it's like, yes, I have made some commercials. They have done very well. My comedy is kind of picking up. We're, we're doing more commercial work. And I am thrilled that I'm here. Me from three years ago, never would have believed this was a possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I'm here. And then now it's this thing of like, like, you know, all of a sudden you get, a. this is how it felt for me. You get some opportunities and then they do well. And then all of a sudden a ton of opportunities come at you. And, and, and that's kind of what's happened over the past year where all of a sudden like I have an email box from all these people who are like, you'd be perfect for our brand. And I'm like, and and (laughs) you see money, there's money there. They literally have money in their hand. Sometimes it's more than you thought. And sometimes it's less than, you know, like not even close to enough or what, you know, and that's just cause we're all on, we're all don't know how any of this works, but it's it's a weird thing to get there and be like, oh, I have to take every opportunity. And then you realize, no, I don't, I don't have the time for that. And that wouldn't feel good in my heart. Right. And you have to realize yeah. like the power of no and the power of your time and the, the importance of of staying grounded and realizing like, oh, now that I got here, let's assess where I came from. Let's look at where I was hoping to go. What do I need to do again? Keep trending in mm-hmm. the life market. I like that life.
1: Market. <laughs> yeah. That was genius. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I don't know if I've got anything else to add. You you pretty much covered it all <laughs> right there. Na- nailed just <laughs> you, about everything. So Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, <laughs> once again. <laughs> okay, well, good. I'll take that. Once again, man, we really, really do appreciate your time, and um, we do appreciate everybody listening to this. Um, appreciate everybody taking interest in what we have to say and what James has to say because he's got a lot to say, and it's a lot of good stuff for sure. Uh, no doubt. We definitely really appreciate everybody listening. Um, as we mentioned before, and we'll mention it again, we do have a survey out there. Um tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong. Please be honest. We love to hear your feedback. Um if you're Be honest. What's up? Please be honest. Honesty is the oh, best yeah. policy, everybody. Absolutely. Please be honest. We can, we can take it. We, we can, can take, can take it. it. I don't know if James can take it, but we can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm gonna cry, but like I
0: wanna know. <laughs> right. So
1: um but yeah, we really we really do appreciate everybody listening. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for tuning Thank in, guys. You.